0: Well, what's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it today. Use the promo code DNBR when you sign up. It is late night Tuesday. Just had a feature published on the versatile group of tight ends that are making a strong impression for CSU football. Jay Norvell actually compared Dallin Holker to Travis Kelsey just with the way that he's able to... Just feel the the field and find space, get open in the middle. That's a big component that was missing in the passing attack last year. It's an area where the Rams definitely want to see improvement in 2023, and it was most certainly a priority on the recruiting trail as well. Obviously, they bring in Holker from BYU, but also Vincent Brown from the College of DuPage. Six foot seven, got length for days. Hopefully, can be that Cole Turner type guy that they stretch the field with vertically. When you see this guy, it just it seems very unlikely that he would lose a 50-50 ball, especially if you just throw it up. I'm pretty sure he could probably touch close to the top of the backboard. But it's just really encouraging that those tight ends are, are making a strong early impression. There's still high expectations and hopes for Jordan Williams in year two as well. He certainly popped over the final six weeks or so of the 2022 season. But it's hard to really stand out as a true freshman at tight end, even Trey McBride back in the day you know, wasn't the, the tray we saw by his senior season. And that's just because it takes a long time to adapt. It's not necessarily that they aren't athletic enough, although usually tight ends need to, to add weight to their frame. And, and Williams certainly has, but I think it really comes down to just being comfortable out there. I really liked Jay Norvell's quote and I used it in my story. It's that it, it takes talent basically to, to win out wide, but it takes courage to go across the middle and catch the ball And the Rams just didn't have enough of that last year. They didn't have that guy on third down that could move the sticks or find some space when the play was breaking down and give Millen an option to dump it down to. They really were not stretching the field vertically up the seam at all, which put a lot of pressure on the wide receivers. Anytime that defenses wanted to shadow Torrey over the top or Justice Ross Simmons, there there really wasn't any punishment for it. When they do that, you've got to be able to take advantage of all the space they're leaving you in the middle. And I just think if they can be more effective there, it's going to be the X factor for this entire offense. I really do. So go check out that piece. Check out the piece from the weekend as well. Was able to catch up with Clay Millen and Jay Norvell and get their perspective on how things had gone kind of over that first week. Millen talked about the offensive line stepping up on Saturday and the first padded practice really performing well against pressure. That's an encouraging sign after CSU struggles last season. You can actually hear some of that audio from Millen and Norvell on the pod from over the weekend as well. So go check that out. But this is going to be somewhat of a random podcast, I suppose, just in terms of all the ground we're going to cover. But I think it's going to be a fun one for Ram fans as well. I'm going to play you some audio from Jack Howell talking about the defense and just CSU being home and and coming back and, and what it meant to him that some of those other guys came back as well. I'll then talk about the 4A and 5A Colorado State football championship games moving to Fort Collins. They'll be played at Campus Stadium. My guy, Kevin Lytle of the Fort Collins, Colorado, broke that. There's going to be a press conference on Thursday with the official announcement, but I'm just going to give my two cents on that and talk about why I think it's a big win for CSU. Finally, we'll wrap up with a couple of thoughts on the national championship game. San Diego State, they, they battled hard, and I think it's a testament to their toughness that they were able to even make it a game in that second half. Probably should have been down by more than 12 at halftime if we're being realistic, but still just an incredible run. They just unfortunately went up against a machine in UConn who won their fifth national championship since 1999. They've now won more 90s than Kansas, which is crazy. Before we get into all of that, before I play that interview with Jack Howell, This Saturday, the action-packed UFC 287 fight card finishes with an epic rematch. Longtime rivals Alex Pereira and Israel Adesanya will face off again for the middleweight title. Throw down for your shot to win big with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet just $5 on a pre-fight money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their fighter wins. So that means you don't have to get the type of decision. You don't have to declare if it's a knockout submission or any of that. You don't have to pick the round. You just have to pick the correct fighter. And if you do, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets. Plus, all customers can get closer to the octagon excitement with DraftKings same game parlays. Combine multiple UFC 287 bets into one for a shot at an even bigger payout. If you wanted to, you could bet on a heavy favorite. You could take a flyer on somebody Like uh, Jorge Masvidal, he's plus 380 against Gilbert Burns. Heavy, heavy favorite at minus 475 there. But you never know with the Street Jesus, it only takes one shot to win a fight. I've never considered myself much of a UFC expert, but I really like Max Holloway. You can get him against Arnold Allen at minus 175. I like that. Whatever you're doing, make sure you're not missing out on all the action over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official app of UFC. Download it today. Use that code DNVR when you sign up. New customers can bet just $5 on a pre-fight money line, get $150 in bonus bets if their fighter wins. This Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DNVR, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And of course, you know that we love our Breckenridge beers over at DNVR and we love Breck Brew because they have a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game than having some ice cold Breck Brew on deck They've been doing it for 32 years and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. It's made with 100% renewable energy, which we absolutely love. And for me, although we are fastly approaching summertime uh, pool season, all of that, and I, and I love a good sour by the pool with the hockey playoffs coming up the NHL playoffs, I should say, how can you go wrong with a classic avalanche Amber ale? When the Avs won the cup last year, we got to celebrate at the farmhouse. We actually got to touch the Stanley Cup, one of the coolest moments of my life. But one of the more unique moments was actually getting to celebrate with a homemade Stanley Cup made out of uh, avalanche amber ale cans. It was really awesome. It was a blast. I'm telling you, you cannot go wrong with Breckenridge Brewery. I actually had hot wings from their farmhouse for dinner tonight, and they absolutely smacked. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you we're now three hey, days in up. first day pads yeah. what's your assessment of how things are going for you guys yeah
1: um it's been great you know just getting back here and you know getting to be back with the guys running around flying around and today hitting a little bit uh the intensity level was really high getting pads back on so that was good um, you know, defense, we got to execute a little bit better, you know. Um, just do our assignment, uh, get coached up, and go from there. Are there any young guys that are standing out to you? Almost definitely. Uh, that whole D line, you know, McKinney, Wakalanji, um, Kennedy has been a great addition. Uh, Matt Thomas isn't a young dude, but he's transferred. It's a great addition. Uh, Tyrell also and um, Kai Williams on that corner. How different does it feel going into this spring? Just, I mean, you guys return
0: eight starters. You got a lot of experience and continuity.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's huge just for the fact that we can finally run the same defense. Past two years, we've had to learn a new defense. So um, just getting in and perfecting and, you know, fully understanding the defense on the ins and outs. I know from my standpoint, Coach Banks has been trying to get me to understand what the linebackers and the D-line's doing so I can, uh, you know, understand everything.
0: Is the feeling that this group can be, you know, kind
1: of special just with the talent and the experience you guys have? Yeah, most definitely. I think everyone just needs to execute at their, at their highest level. And I think that's very possible with this group. We got eight returning starters and added a lot of depth into the room too. So a lot of competition going on and, um, you know, it's just great to be out here and, um, running around
0: is the feeling that you guys are kind of in that process of turning the corner? I mean, obviously it's been, you know, kind of a tough stretch win loss wise, but it seems like spirits are high offenses. You know, you guys bring a lot of guys
1: back. Like it feels like you guys are right there. No. Yeah. I mean, obviously last year was not the year that we wanted to have um and that's no question and i know fans are getting frustrated we're frustrated too but uh you know like you said we're going to change that and i'm I'm really confident in this group this year and you know it's it's not all talk and um you know we we got a chip on our shoulder and we got a lot to prove what did it mean to you guys to have everybody come back i mean
0: you Bo, chicky you guys that could have gone nfl i mean you could
1: have explored the transfer possibility like why did you guys all come back, and what does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, it's I think I think this young. is a home. You know, this is our family. And uh, I know Mo and Chiggy coming back, that's huge, just having that veteran presence. And, um, you know, Chiggy's a huge leader for the corners in the DB room, and Bo's um, just a great leader for the D-lines. I mean, you can see him right now. He's coaching up all the all the young guys. And, um, obviously, it's being shown out there what the D-lines can do. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just – You know, we block out everything, the outside world and the transfer portal and NIL and all that stuff. We just like to play football, and, you know, these are our brothers, and we love to do what we do.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Big shout-out to Jack Howell for giving me a couple of minutes after practice. Sorry, there's a little bit of background noise, but that's what happens when you're doing live interviews on the field. There's a lot going on around it. Try to cut it out as best as I can, but hopefully you guys were able to enjoy that one still. I just always like talking to Jack because despite the amount of talent that he has, he could not be more humble and gracious. And that dude bleeds green and gold, genuinely. I mean, he could have gone anywhere in the country if he wanted to. You know that there were big schools trying to tamper with him. For the record, that's not something that he said. I'm not reporting that, but just speculating and understanding how all of this works. Those bigger schools are shameless when it comes to Tampering and just trying to poach players that are under scholarship, not even in the portal. But for Howell to come back, I think it shows just how much he really does care about CSU and turning this program around. And I'm really excited to see what this defense can accomplish this year with Freddie Banks back in town, with you know, this this secondary with the talent that they have on the defensive line, probably the deepest group on the team. I think they're gonna be bigger and faster at linebacker. It's all really exciting. What is also exciting, though, is the fact that the Colorado 4A and 5A state football championship games, starting in 2023, will be moving to Fort Collins. That has not been officially announced yet, but CHSAA, uh, Chassa, they announced that there will be a press conference live from Canvas Stadium on Thursday morning. My guy, Kevin Lytle of the Colorado Coloradoan, had the inside scoop, and he reported that starting in 2023 the title games will be at canvas stadium. Again, a lot of this stuff will become official on Thursday. That's when the press conference will take place. But according to Kevin, the deal is in place for the next five years. So for at least the next half decade, the state championship games for four a and five, a will be played at canvas. This of course snaps the trend of having them at Denver. They've been played at the Broncos stadium, which has been named a couple of things over the last 20 years, but yeah, the last 18 years it's been in Denver outside of 2020 when it was played in Pueblo. That is where for the last half decade or so, they have been hosting the 3A and understate title games. Those games will continue to be in Pueblo for at least the next season. It's it's unclear after 2023 where those games will be moved. I'd like to see those be in Fort Collins too. Logistically, I'm not sure what the challenges of that would be. My guess is you'd still probably have to have it split up into two weekends there could be some, some challenges there if you have a home game in the final week of the regular season. But ultimately, I think this is really cool that they are going to get the 4A and 5A title games in Fort Collins. I think it's a big win for CSU. Just having high-level championship football associated with the university is a good thing when it comes to perception. But I think it's a big win on the recruiting front. I'm not saying it's going to make the difference for a five-star guy, for the Christian McCaffrey's of the world, Gage Ginther right now in Fort Collins, those guys that could go anywhere in the country. Those type of talents have always left, and they are always going to leave. And the sooner that fans collectively wrap their head around that, it would just be a lot less stressful for everybody. But every year, there's probably five or six fringe three-star type guys that maybe have an offer from CSU, a couple of Mountain West programs, and pick up some lower Pac-12 type offers or uh, a Kansas State. And this could be the difference for them, just having these type of experiences. Obviously, a lot of the time, the state title games is going to be programs like Valor Christian, Cherry Creek, the schools that generally produce the most talent for the next level. So having them on campus, having those experiences, that's good. Winning a high school state championship is a Core memory. It's the type of thing that you hold with you forever. And even if it's just subconsciously in the back of your mind associated with Fort Collins, with being at CSU, those good memories being at CSU, I could see that being a a boost for CSU. On top of that, just having those programs on campus, giving the CSU staff a chance to be around them, interact with them, that's good for relationships. And I mean, I'm being petty here, but let's be real. It's also good that it's just not at CU. We've all had to hear so much, you know, about Dion and prime this, prime that, the buffs, they're back, blah, blah, blah. And if they would have moved the games to Boulder, we all know that CU fans would have just been like, ah, fulsome this, and it's the the best venue, and it's so pretty, and now the the high school players are going to experience that, and... And instead, it's CSU that gets to host these high-level football games and show off their facilities for these prospects. And I basically just think that from CSU's perspective, there's nothing but positives. As Kevin noted in his article, if there happens to be a Mountain West Championship game that CSU were to host, then the state title game would get moved to Sunday, so it could lead to Just some logistical quirkiness, but at the same time, how cool would that be to have CSU host a Mountain West Championship, to have those teams in town? Kevin mentioned that you could you know, maybe even honor them at halftime. Again, playing into that, just giving these guys good experiences and making them have positive memories associated with CSU. This is nothing but a win for the green and gold. I will say I understand the critiques from some folks that it is probably somewhat disappointing for some guys that you know expected to have the opportunity to play a state title game at the Broncos stadium that's really cool for the kids I get that losing that is a bit of a bummer but really it just it comes down to money from Chassa's perspective and honestly I think the atmosphere in a more intimate setting is going to be a lot more epic it's it's neat to have the high school game on an NFL field and for those players to get the opportunity to experience that but the atmosphere kind of sucks. It's a stadium that's 80, 85% empty. It's like when the Rapids used to play there. It just, it was not very fun. Or when San Diego State used to play in a mostly empty Qualcomm. Qualcomm, Qualcomm, however you say that. But yeah, I think this is a big win for CSU. I think it can be a boost for recruiting from petty purposes. I think it's great that it's in Fort Collins and not Boulder. And once you get a couple years removed and players aren't used to going to mile high and all that, It'll just be the norm. That will be what the experience is, going and playing at CSU for a state championship game, especially if it's a big success and they sign a new contract and it extends even beyond this five-year deal. Just a really good situation for CSU, and I'm very excited to see how it plays out. Looking forward to being at those state title games, hopefully, and uh, it should be really cool. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to wrap up with a few thoughts on the national championship game. When you get hurt, though, Backus & Shanker is here to help. Backus & Shanker wins for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. Backus & Shanker is free until they win money in your case. No upfront fee to speak with you about your case. No fee while they work on your case. And no fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Backus & Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. Backus & Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Backus & Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Backus & Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Backus & Shanker wins. Finally, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all, though. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much needed support to nonprofit partners across the US through Shady Rays Impact. From building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it for years and now to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, we're not going to spend a ton of time breaking down this game just because it did not go the way Mountain West fans were hoping. San Diego State falls 76 to 59 to Yukon in the National Championship. That said, it it probably should have been a I don't know, maybe like a 10-point game. I felt like Yukon should have had a bigger lead at halftime. I felt like at the end San Diego State was just kind of running on fumes and Yukon was able to extend the lead a little bit, make the final score look a little bit more drastic than it was. I mean, with 5:20 to go, it's a 5-point game, but Jordan Hawkins just comes down and Makes what I thought was the, the dagger with 504 to put them back up eight. And it just kind of seemed like San Diego State lost the, the wind in their sails from there. It was admirable that they were even able to make it a game. This UConn team is just so stacked. I mean, if you watched any of our, our coverage coming in, we were high on this UConn team just because they were the only team in the country that ranked in the top 20 in offensive and defensive efficiency, in addition to also being a top 20 rebounding team. They just didn't really have any weaknesses. They went 17-0 this year against teams not from the Big East Conference. So the fact that the Huskies won and won this game decisively should not be a surprise to anybody. Their peak was certainly the best out of anything that we've seen from any team in the country this year. I mean, in November, they were just cruising. They had that weird stretch in the Big East where they kind of lost their footing for a little bit, but then they just came into the NCAA tournament and other than trailing to... To Iona for a little bit in the first half, they really did not have to sweat much throughout this run. Their shot making was just so much more consistent than San Diego State's. They had four three-plus-minute stretches without making a field goal. I think at one point in the first half, the Aztecs went close to 12 minutes without making a field goal. It's just it's hard to win that way, especially when you're playing a team that can execute the way that UConn did. It was weird to see San Diego State basically get manhandled in the posts. I mean, every single time that the Aztecs tried to post up, tried to back down Sunogo or Caravan down low, it was like going into a brick wall. So the Aztecs were just outmatched in this one. They didn't have the shot making. Again, I go back to that 2020 year, and it's so disappointing that we couldn't see that team with Malachi Flynn 'Cause I, I think they did have the the shot making to potentially win a national championship, the defense as well. You gotta credit the fight that this Aztecs team showed, never gave up. I had so much fun watching them make this run, even if it, you know, ultimately down the line leads to them getting the the Pac twelve invite, which there are certainly a lot of national reporters hinting at of late but the mountain west desperately needed this after the last five six years just not having any success in the postseason outside of that one nevada run the conference needed this they needed this to shake the perception that the the conference is fraudulent come march when even though it's when the the casuals are paying attention it's when your your perception as a program seems to be determined nobody talks about the fact that gonzaga's made eight straight sweet 16s they've made every tournament since 1999 win 25 plus games a year in and year out, but because they don't have a national championship, we all know how that goes. March is when it really matters. March is when it truly counts. And for these last couple of years in this very fluky tournament format, which again, it's, it's amazing, but the format of the, the tournament inherently leads to chaos at times, not necessarily the best teams advancing. The mountain West has had some pretty talented teams, really good teams who I had faith in end up falling short. So I just thought it was really good for the league that they finally were able to break through. I mean, even making a sweet 16 run would have been significant for improving the perception. Going to a national championship game, at this point, it's indisputable. You can compete in the highest level possible in the Mountain West. CSU is three or four plays away from having two wins over San Diego State this year. So I know that San Diego State fans can be a lot at times, can certainly be obnoxious, but ultimately just keep... Keep that perspective in mind, that it was good for the conference, and I think it's a a good blueprint that teams can follow when you have quality coaching, not to make rash decisions to let them build something, because this run was 25 years in the making. I know that as sports fans, we are more impatient than ever, want those immediate results, especially in the portal era, but it takes time. It takes time, and it takes consistency, and it takes continuity to be able to do what San Diego State has done. Do I want that for CSU? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Was I disappointed how this year played out? Of course. But in no way was my opinion of this staff changed. I still think this, these are the right guys to get us over that mountain, to get to where we want to be. But it's like hiking a 14er. It's a long process. You got to bring water, snacks. It's not going to Horsetooth Falls in 45 minutes. Anyways, congrats to UConn. Shout out to San Diego State for that epic run. It was a whole lot of fun to follow. Made the Mountain West a whole bunch of money. We're appreciative of that. But uh, we'll be back throughout the week. Spring ball content, more hoops, all that fun stuff. Shout out to all you. Make sure you're keeping up with the written content. Now's a great time to become a DNVR member. Much love, y'all. Peace.